we were playing a gig in Florida at some university where we were opening for like two other bands and no one was there. And I remember there was this little shitty piano backstage and he was just playing out that, you know, just like. I'm Christopher Hooten. And I'm David Rapson. And for the next few minutes, we're living on coffee and flowers. Boxer makes me think of a time I was walking around New York City at four in the morning and having a Stay out super late tonight, picking apples, making pies. Put a little something in our lemonade and take it with us. We're half awake in a fake empire. The opening of Boxer belies the darkness to come because those opening chords seem really hopeful. Optimistic. There's a fondness to it. And Mm. that imagery, I don't know, it, it evokes like kind of mischievous, but ultimately innocent adolescence, you know, staying out super late. Like it makes me think of like concealing booze, you know, for a journey into town, like wrapping a bottle of gin in a towel. It's all these very kind of like knavish images. And I like, I like the idea of picking apples just to make pies. Like what could be more wholesome than that? You know, it's very cute, very innocent. Definitely, uh, I definitely get your uh, adolescence vibe. Staying out super late is something that only uh, teenagers would describe, I guess. Take it with us, we'll laugh away in a fake empire. We'll laugh away in a fake empire. We're half awake in a fake empire. We're half awake in a fake empire. I'm going to throw that at you, Chris. I don't know um, how that catches you. I, I it's, it seems to like really sharply twist the meaning of the first verse. It was it presented all this such a lovely, exciting image of being out late at night, and now the good times all of a sudden seem really frivolous and mm. kind of ignorant of a deeper issue. Yeah, I guess. You, like so the, the protagonists are kind of sleepwalking through life, you know. Uh, and I guess like, fake empire seems to suggest that there's something way bigger, like a way bigger picture going on. That their kind of giddy nighttime antics is not speaking to. You're right. It's a, it's a big left turn. It's like those opening two lines are very innocent and speak to a very lovely um, those halcyon days that we used to do all these innocent things like picking apples and staying out super late. And then to to almost like that that, that vivid picture of youth comes crashing down with uh, with Matt's like. Matt's baritone voice. We're half awake in a fake empire. It's just it just cuts through that picture straight away. Fake empire was was about just getting drunk and and pretending like everything's fine and like pretending there's all this cartoon imagery. You know, there's bluebirds and there's there's you know ballerinas and 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 and, and these sort of like it's, it's it's a very a lot of the imagery is very Disney, right? And and um and and you know a false a false kingdom 
Tiptoe through our shiny city With our diamond slippers on Do our gay ballet nights Bluebirds on our shoulders We're half awake in a fake empire We're half awake in a fake empire That piano... Uh, piece that is, it was basically like he had the the verse and it's just really simple. Um, he had that early on and it was sort of I think it's a rhythm this four over three it's in three four but it's got this consistent these this you know groups of four that's placed over the three in the bass and he, and it was, it's something that he kind of borrowed from Philip Glass or there's a piece of Philip Glass's that he'd heard he'd played before and sort of like partly where that, that rhythm was coming from. And Matt sort of hooked into it in the way now, I, I mean, since then there's many examples of something, many national songs that might have like something deceptively complex or a little tricky rhythmically going on and then Matt hooks in in, in whatever way he hooks in and everyone's ears perked up and it's such a simple almost like you could hear it in a in a you know nursery school classroom or something but then it's also just this deceptive complexity tiptoe through our shiny city with our diamond slippers on do our gay ballet on ice, bluebirds on our shoulders. We're half awake in a fake empire. We're half awake in a fake empire. So then the night continues, but now like the shallowness of it feels kind of more apparent. I think now we've had the fake empire chorus line there. I think tiptoeing is a poignant choice of words, like tiptoeing around a larger subject. You know, and there's all this imagery going on of like ballet, bluebirds, diamond slippers. It all kind of brings to mind affluence and dreaminess and like a a full sense of security that the fruits of capitalism can bring you if it is affluence then i think it's like almost a princess or a or a, a prince or a princess's affluence in a this is very much a, a caricature of things that are well um the way in which that we have these like foreboding um the, the repetition of we're half awake in a fake empire we're half awake in a fake empire um, they come right after we have these like beautiful, almost like um, vivid childhood images. You've got picking apples, making pies, put a little something in, staying out late, and then yeah, tiptoe through the shiny city with our diamond slippers on, doing a gay ballet on ice. All those vivid images, both times they're said, are crushed down with this uh, half awake in a, in a fake empire. So I think um, I think it's this like pretty, cute, innocent scenarios that are painted and. Matt just cuts through them again. And yeah, I don't feel like when I listen to it, I don't feel like I dislike or disapprove of our protagonists like by any means. It's kind of like, yeah, they're, they're ignorant of something deeper going on and, I don't know, not engaged with it, but they're kind of beautiful and innocent somehow. And mm. I, I kind of feel like, you know, fucking good luck to them that they've been able to find some simple, dirty joy, you know, out on the streets late at night. Yeah, that's nice. I'm with you. I'm rooting for them. You definitely want more pies, <laughs> not, not fewer. <laughs> 
Turn the light out, say goodnight, no thinking for a little while. Let's not try to figure out everything at once. It's hard to keep track of you falling through the sky. We're half awake in a fake empire. We're half awake in a fake empire. So the first half of that is, um, it's long been one of my favourite national uh, lines or lyrics. Um, that bedtime routine, turn the lights out, say goodnight, no thinking for a little while, it's... Um, it's always been a very comforting lyric for me. It's actually one that uh, I had as a misheard lyric. Um, I think there are, misheard lyrics are a funny thing because you often are fonder of the interpretation you had yourself than when you find out. And when we started um, doing our research for this podcast, I was, I was, uh, I was struck with surprise when I read it. So the line actually is, "Let's not try to figure out everything it wants," whereas I had always thought it was. Let's not try to figure out everything at once. And that for me was always um, something that I found very comforting when you're lying head on pillow but not really falling asleep because you've got to-do lists and concerns like buzzing around your brain. Um, at those moments, I, I more than a few times had Matt's voice kick in and like reassure me like, no thinking for a little while. Let's not try to figure out everything at once. Like it was a reminder that I could just like take a breath, forgive myself for not getting everything done today and like go again tomorrow. But I think it still stands with it. Like regardless of um, whether it's my original interpretation or not, regardless, this is um, a point in the song where Matt, um, there is that that, that tone change as, as discussed. And it is a, a very, as I say, compared to like some other points of the album, this is a very warm moment, um, a very comforting moment. And, um, it's always one that I've like. Uh, it's always one that I've gone back to, and um, it's helped me a lot. You know, it's, it's literally helped me get to sleep. It's helped me unclutter my thoughts. It's helped me feel better. So I love it. Yeah, that's interesting. Like I, I don't. I find it quite. I, I it can make me quite sad actually. This verse at times. I don't know. I think I probably thought it was it uh, once as well to begin with, and it didn't stick out to me as much. But um, I guess that now now we're going over the song with a fine tooth comb, like the verse does fit in. I guess you could see it as a continuation of the group's night out that we've had so far. You know, maybe it's them kind of getting into bed and but like before they start to sober up, and uh, you know the thoughts that they've been trying to fend off, for, you know, with their decadent night start to return, and that's what it's about. But I think it's always stood alone for me rather than like as part of a narrative. I guess that's partly down to the fact that the song changes so much mm. right before the verse comes in. But also, though, I think it's just a really clear and beautiful and relatable image. You know, turn the light out, say goodnight, no thinking for a little while. I mean, like, let's assume that the narrator can even get to sleep once the lights are out and they've said goodnight to their partner or their family or whatever. I think it's just really moving this idea of sleep being a break from thinking. Mm. Like, the concept of looking forward to unconsciousness is pretty dark. But I mean, I know I've been there and that line is always just kind of hit me like a ton of bricks that the kind of beauty of the stretch of sleep without having to have these thoughts buzzing around definitely I, you know there's a tension in this song because you do have there i think there's a fiction and reality going back and forth between the lines of fake empire um, and of course it's in the title of the song but like the obviously overplayed caricatures of like of like success and um 
uh, not necessarily success, but like happy times and celebration through the tiptoeing through a shiny city with diamond slippers and slip a little something in lemonade. Um, they're the they're the sort of like the the yin and then the yang is the, the the fake empire, and that tension is something that I think is resolved in that moment by Matt just saying like don't worry about it you know just take some time you know you don't have to you have to fix everything just turn it off and uh, it's a it's a nice it's a nice way to bring the song to a bit more of a resolution as we as we close it out. Yeah, um, and I think I think the. Let's not try to figure out everything it wants. It's, you could interpret that different ways, but I think it, in that sense, is almost like the id. You know, it's like a, it's it's kind of your own brain you don't, or your own desires. Hmm. You don't have to figure out everything. This kind of like monster. This you know, it's like a sleep well beast. You know, it's it's you don't have to constantly be trying to please this part of you that is lying there awake, thinking right. about, stressing about. What am I going to do? How how tomorrow am I going to achieve my goals or make it where I want to get to or deal with anything? And it's just trying to. It's kind of it's, it implies a kind of mindfulness to it in a way. Mm. Yeah, I think it's definitely the self that it refers to. It's just funny how you know you you, you believe the lyrics are one thing for such a long time and you find it's another. But I, it doesn't change. Yeah. Me. It doesn't change too no, much for me. No, and both completely valid. And you know, Matt said to me in the past that, that you know the the way you hear it might even be better. You know. It's, that song shifted long after it was written to become, you know, something sort of positive. And I guess it was positive. It was this like, well, you know, just, just if you can't change the world, change your mind, you know, change yourself or something. And um, so, yeah, and there's a lot of the whole record, the whole record, there's a lot of self-medicating and just trying to like, trying to uh, hide from, you know, avoiding avoiding uh, doing any real hard work and just, like, laying low for a while, you know? That song was supposed to be the last song on the record, and Start a War was supposed to be the first. And that was the way it was until we were listening to the whole, I think, we were listening to the whole record. Like, it used to be that we would only finish a record when we would completely run out of time. Um, like we'd set a mastering date and run out of money. Like, like the label would say, well, you, you got to deliver it by this date. And so we would basically like run out of money and run out of time and basically finish at 4am and then drive in the morning down to the city, you know, drive from Connecticut at Peter's down to the city and master. And that's what happened with boxer. And we were, we were supposed to be listening to the sequence. And we were all falling asleep, I think, cause we were, we'd been up for days and everybody was probably drinking too much and um at, and I can't remember who suggested it but we just flip-flopped you know we put fake empire first um but it was a very last minute decision and I don't think anyone really under knew that that would be a big song or such a whatever a thing but um but yeah that's kind of the story of it it was quite simple though it still feels you know I feel like most of our best songs are just based on something very simple ultimately then when it moves on to um, trying to keep track of you falling through the sky, I don't know. My mind's not made up on how this fits in. Honestly, I have like I'm like. <laughs> yeah, I think I don't know. Maybe it's for, maybe it's it's hard to keep feeling connected to your partner when they're going through like an inner turmoil that you can never fully understand. Do you know what? You know when someone's obviously like falling, going through some shit, and how much can you ever really relate to that? So I feel like it could be that. I think maybe maybe it's more self-reflective. Maybe it, it's 
trying to keep track of you falling through the sky, trying to keep up with yourself during, you know, when you're in a fucking nosedive and you can't even keep up with this, the, the speed at which you're unraveling. And, you know, maybe it's our, our protagonists on their night out in, in free fall, but not really aware of it, you know, that this fake empire is crumbling around them, but they're just out having a good time. I, I would follow what you said previously about it being the id and the self and when you're lying awake, because I think it is quite a self-reflective um, song. I think it's quite quite a... Um, I, th- I think it is talking... To, the protagonist is talking to themselves, and when they're saying, no thinking for a little while, let's not try to figure out everything it wants, it's hard to keep track of you. I think it might be referring to the self and, like... Um, I think it's that in that moment of going to bed and turning off, it is just saying like, come on, man, it's fucking hard to keep up with what's going on here. Just, I think it's, I think it's looking at the self there. And then again, we have those, uh, those repetitive lines. Um, we're half awake in a fake empire just to close out the song. Yeah, that's, that's how I see it anyway. Um, I think that it's one of those where whatever keeps you up at night is a very personal thing. I think that like, uh, for me and it would definitely be like, uh, like I said, those to-do lists and those those concerns buzzing around my head. But um, I think at the time of writing, it was something that um, for Matt, it was I think it was a far, far bigger subject. Yeah, there obviously is like a deeper political kind of subtext going on here. And this came out in two thousand seven, so we were in the second term of the Bush administration. You know, it weren't to know that it would be turned around with Obama a year later. But it does, yeah. Fake empire. I don't know. You, you think of. The, the kind of background of the Iraq war and a lot of lying going on and, you know, false reasons for entering into wars and weapons of mass destruction that don't exist and just all this, all these elements of falseness that kind of that lead to those collisions of words, I think. this That was before, I think, even Obama was on um, my radar, really, as... So, so, so this was, like, you know, deep into Bush... You know, I guess that we started writing, the, 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 you know, whatever, 2006 and stuff was when a lot of these things were, be, were really being written. And I can't remember specifically when that one, they all they all get written around the same time and pulled together all towards the end. But um, so, yeah, so it was it was just being in America and realizing, you know, I think um, like like after when Bush won the second time, it was like, oh, it was a, a, a maybe a realization that this was much darker and deeper and worse and, and, and harder to fix than we thought. And, and so I think the fake empire was that's, that's, you know, thing that maybe spawned a lot of the rest of the song. I can't remember. Sometimes the choruses come first and you build a song around it, but I feel like that one might've been that way. Yeah. I, th- I think when, when you look at the song as a whole, you look back on it, uh, obviously we've got it in front of us here and you can see that it's sort of like three clear stanzas um, each of them paints a bit of a picture and then reminds you that we're in a fake empire. I think it is a bit of a reflection on um, on truth and reality and, and the world that you choose to live in. I think when times can be, um, when you don't like what's going on in the real world, you can quite often paint a bit of a picture and try and choose to live in a bit more of a comfortable environment. I think perhaps that's what's going on here in, uh, in, for Matt. Yeah, and then, yeah, even though, you know, obviously it has a very strong political rooting for Matt and it's about this very specific moment in America's modern history like for me we don't need to put too fine a point on the politics or like place it within a specific political era you know the song is about the magic trick of self-detachment I think the the magic trick we have to do in order just to be able to enjoy a night out or get to sleep at night you know it makes me think of when there was a an awful terrorist attack in Paris a couple of years back and I was in a karaoke booth with about 10 people 
all packed in. You were probably like doing Drake or something. I don't know what was going on. Like, in I was in a room full of journalists, and someone pulled their phone out and you know saw the news alert, and it kind of it stops you in your tracks. You know that there's there's serious like important tragic things happening in the world but in that moment when you're super drunk you're with friends and surrounded by love like what do you do in that moment do you do you all just decide to like sober up and sit there and and, and read your feeds about it and talk about it or do you just say fuck it we have to just continue to try and celebrate life and, and enjoy ourselves and i hmm. guess that's like is, a, is that half awake yeah I guess it is half awake, but it's, and I guess that comes back to what we were saying about how I don't necessarily dislike our, our protagonist in the song because to some extent you have to let go of the bigger picture and try and enjoy the smaller moments like picking apples and making pies. Yeah, or, or doing karaoke to Drake, whatever. It's, <laughs> yeah, I, I like, I think you put it well when you said about like, um, it's about pretending, isn't it? It's about sort of like there's horrible, horrible things out there and you do have to occasionally pretend that there aren't just to sort of get by a bit. Um, some people choose to make pies. Some would rap to Drake with their with their friends in the booth. Do you know which Drake track you were doing? If memory serves, it was Jumpman. Okay. This, see the, the juxtaposition of that with a terrorist attack is, was pretty powerful in that moment. Pretty <laughs> nuts. <laughs> It kind of felt, you know, after Matt stopped singing, there was like a whole minute and a half or more where nothing happens. And we kind of thought that eventually Matt would write a, some sort of outro or refrain or some kind of coda. Um, and so we left it there. And then at some point we realized that was not going to happen. And I'm glad he didn't, you know, doesn't, didn't, didn't want that or didn't, didn't need it, but he kind of held his ground and didn't. <laughs> Sometimes we kind of wait and see what's going to happen. Um, and then at some point we had the idea to ask Padma to write a fanfare there, um, a brass fanfare. And he wrote this multi-trumpet, this multi-part trumpet fanfare, um, trumpet and trombone, which was, you know, at the time he would write everything by hand. And so he kind of, he came into the garage in Brooklyn, not the garage actually, but the, into the, we did it up in the attic. The garage didn't exist. Um, and it was just definitely, it was a mo- it was one of those moments where you're, you're kind of blown away by his, you know, what he had come up with, but also it just made total sense. And it really, it was as though it was destined to be there all along or something.
Coffee and Flowers is brought to you by Vero, a subscription-based social network which respects your privacy and doesn't sell your data to advertisers. Follow Coffee and Flowers and Vero to find and search all the songs, books, films and other things that we reference in each of the episodes. Download Vero for free on iOS and Android. Go to get.vero.co slash coffee and flowers. That's get.vero.co slash coffee and flowers. Coffee and Flowers is hosted by Christopher Hooten and David Rapson and produced by Christopher Bolson. Julian Wharton composed the theme and engineers the show at the Bison Room in London. There are many more people to thank. Full credits follow the season finale. 